Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. What up, everybody? Welcome into the College Chaos Podcast. I'm Garrett Ross alongside my man, Jack McKenzie, and you on this nice, dreary day from Waco, Texas. Oh, man. How you feeling, Jack? I'm feeling good. <laughs> the tech we have nearly gave me a heart attack there. I had to remote produce everything from up here, and something wasn't working. Let's just check if I've got actual Oh, boy, I don't think I have actual control of this right now. Well, we'll just make it work We're with what we have. Minute. We got this. So, it's been an interesting week, man. You had spring football wrap up across the nation. Uh, the transfer portal is, like, on crack right now. Everybody's hitting it. It's absurd. And then... That's an interesting way to put it. It's like, I don't on know crack, how else. Everyone's hitting it. Hey, hey, look, that's what it's like. It's like the 80s Is around here. Crack Bro, it's like the 80s in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing these Reagan economics and everything. It's all messed up. Reaganomics, come Reaganomics. on. It's got a name. Yeah, well, whatever. It failed. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, it's been intriguing. Um, Baylor had their spring practice wrap up. Uh, I know you were out there as well. Uh, but Oklahoma, I had an opportunity to watch Oklahoma over the weekend. I know we've dove into Texas and you had an opportunity to catch up with TCU. Yep. Uh, the frogs obviously coming off of that playoff appearance where they just got drilled in the natty. Um, you have new offensive coordinator coming in and Kendall Bryles. You have so many playmakers gone on both sides of the ball. And I've, I'm really intrigued to see what they do. I think it's going to be um, – they're probably going to be one of the more intriguing teams with the amount of people to turnover they have. When you watch that game, Jack, what were some of the, the key takeaways you took away from it, and how do you see the Frogs right now? And I know it's hard. Like, we can't really put much into this. It's just spring ball. But coming off the season they had, how do you feel after what you saw over the weekend? I feel like – TCU will not regress as much as, from what I can tell, a lot of people think. That's intriguing because I, I really, I mean that that's. that's I think intriguing. their offense is going to be one of the higher powered offenses in the Big Twelve. I think Chandler Morris is going to step right up. There, it's not going to look the same. Clearly, new offensive right. coordinator, a lot of new personnel, but Trey Sanders, JP Richardson, that's a pretty good one-two punch running back receiver, and Chandler Morris is going to distribute that football quickly. He's going to sling it around the field. That was one thing. So I like Chandler Morris, and I know a lot of people are kind of on the fence. Um, but I think he catches a lot of, like, I feel like it's been his time. Last year, obviously, he was the starter, and he got hurt. Duggan came in, and the rest is history. And, you know, hats off for Duggan for owning that moment. But I really thought Chandler Morris was going to be, the, like, one of the premier quarterbacks in the Big 12. Um, but there's been other people kind of, like, hoo-pooing on that. And not really dealing with it. Sorry, I just missed some. Keep going. And uh, so, but yeah, I just, I, so that's really intriguing. And for me, I know a lot of other, you know, if you're a fan of a rival team or whoever, you might not want to hear this, but I, I think it's good. I like Chandler Morris. I want to see him be successful. Now, what he can do in this offense uh, is going to be intriguing. He's had another full year to kind of just sit back, absorb it, uh, and, and take in the, the little intricacies 
within it. So seeing him cut loose, obviously bringing uh, in Richardson from Oklahoma State is going to be intriguing. Uh, so when you're looking at the receiver core, are you like, do you think Richardson was like the premier guy or was like, how do you see their receiving core shaping up? Oh, man, it, it's tough to tell. It's a spring game. And honestly, I don't I don't even know every name on the roster. Yeah. yeah. But Richardson popped to me. So you're really trying to expose me with that question. No, no, my no, bad, my bad. Like, so transferring in from Oklahoma State, he he was just out there consistently making big plays, catching whatever was thrown at him, and he popped. Like that that's all I can really say. So defensively, what were your thoughts on their defense? Like how they I feel like and maybe it's because spring games are tougher to follow. Yeah. They don't have all the production quality. You don't quite know what settings are going when the coach is like, no, nah, move the chains, even yeah. though. But um, it felt like the offense was getting the better of the defense at TCU for most of their spring game. Uh, the defense did get quite a few stops. They were playing aggressively. They right. were flying to the ball. Um, if there's an area that looked iffy, it was their secondary, but it didn't seem like they were playing a lot of off coverage uh, where they could just get picked apart underneath by an mm-hmm. offense that is frankly designed to pick you apart. Oh, like no that. doubt. Um, but their linebackers, uh, were, they were firing off the ball. They were trying to plug up run lanes quickly. They're trying to flash through those gaps. Um, it looked like they're going to play hard and you're going to have to have a lot of talent or very good scheme to, to, to beat them. And I think only a few teams come to mind in the league, uh, that should have one of those things. Now, Last year, they still scraped by in every game, so I don't know if I really want to go out on a limb here and say that they're really going to contend for the conference. But I, I think there's, there's, I don't think when you look at TCU, there's no way, and if this makes you mad, people, I don't care. There's no way in hell you're doing it coming anywhere close to what you did last season, and I feel like. Not that's not just with the turnover. They caught a lot of lucky breaks. Like there was a lot of uh, you know one score games that they had. A lot of uh, possessions where the ball just bounced their way, and that's not going to happen to you. You know each year, um, the schedule I think might be favorable, but overall, like I expect them to take a step back. But you're saying that you don't think they'll be as far back as what most people might perceive with the losses. Yeah, no, like they they lost a lot of good yeah. personnel, a lot a lot of guys who are probably going to get drafted, who will hopefully play in the league for a while, um, off both sides of the ball. But maybe it's because I almost might view the Big Twelve as ready to have a down year, ready to go back to kind of a more well, hey, it's Texas and OU and maybe one or two competitors. Mm. But it just doesn't seem like in the grand landscape TCU should be expected to to regress heavily right no that's intriguing that's good to know and yeah it's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds um on saturday i had opportunity to kind of dive in and watch some of oklahoma's because i think there's a lot of question marks what's going on up in norman it's it's interesting because you have a team last year who i mean had arguably one of their worst seasons of program history you go six and seven on the year three and six in big 12 play which is quite honestly just unheard of uh but you knew coming back that 
at the the star position at quarterback position you were going to have your guy Dylan Gabriel was coming back and while he didn't look like a superstar out there you could definitely tell he is their number one guy um, I don't really think while Jackson Arnold I know there's going to be a lot of hype around him and rightfully so that kid is going to be a superstar uh, Dylan Gabriel is the guy at the helm this year um, and it's going to be intriguing because their offensive line if you're watching that that spring game you're like, what the hell is this? Like they they were in shambles, they were out of sync. But Brett Venables went on record Thursday and was saying they only had six healthy guys on the line, like their whole depth and rotation. So it's kind of hard to really make something of that. Um, obviously, you're going to have a lot of more healthy pieces coming in. Do you address some of those issues and bulk that up in the transfer portal as well? But if you're watching it, I think my initial reaction was their offensive line needs some work. Their quarterbacks are really good given the circumstances behind having to run for their lives for the most part. But that was one of the things that really stood out to me. Um, I think wide receiver is another position you're looking at with them because Oklahoma, I mean, has a track record of just producing they, they have dogs. They a track record, but the dogs weren't there last year, really. Which was really disappointing. Like, I thought, like, Marvin Mims was one of the better receivers I'd ever seen coming out of high school when he came out of Frisco Lone Star. Um, I don't know what really happened there. If if maybe he just – like, I – he didn't develop to his full potential, I don't think. And it's going to be intriguing to see where he falls in that draft. But along with that, man, you had um, the Theo Weiss transfer out, um, the product from Allen High School here in Texas. He went to Mizzou. So you're looking at a lot of unknown guys. Now, Jalil Farouk last year was asked to be kind of like your gadget guy. You know, he was your third person you go to. He's now going to have to step up and be wide receiver number one. Um, I think he's ready for that role. Uh, but you also saw at Drake Stoops, like you know what you're going to get with Drake Stoops. Yeah, I mean he's he's not an insane athlete. But exactly, he's going to be in the right place, probably at the right time, and he's going to fight hard for every yard after that. And that's another thing. Like in this offense, all you got to do is create a little separation. Like you don't have to be a star. And I think Drake Stoops is perfect for that role. Uh, but you also saw some highlights from Gavin Freeman. Uh, he looked really good out there, and he's a guy that they're kind of looking. Once Stoops goes on, he'll step up and fill that role. Where do you think Brennan Thompson? slots in great question because he just transferred in from texas so i like brendan thompson a lot he is a burner and it kind of goes with what i'm saying well ago with like if you look at when lebby and them were at baylor like you didn't necessarily have to have guys well the big the big concern right or the big talking point was these dudes don't know the route tree but they were burners who could get by you Brennan Thompson is the perfect fit for this offense, in my opinion. I think you could see him cut loose similar to what Corey Gordon, uh, Corey did back in the day. Um, he's, he's super fast. And last week when we had um, Kurt Bowles on from the Austin American Statesman on 365 in the afternoon, he was talking about how when uh, when the news came out that Thompson was going to transfer, he wasn't even really working with the football team. He was working with the track team at Texas. So I think when you look at their depth in Austin, this is a perfect situation for him to realize, if I want to get on the field and play football, I can go up here. And I think it's a perfect offensive system to cut him loose in because his speed and versatility, not only can you use him on the outside, but I think you could create packages and use them the way Florida used to do with Percy Harvin. And, and you know, those quick little backs, those little slots um, and off the edge uh, running. So I'm really intrigued to see what he can do in their offense. Based off of the spring game, based off what you saw, where do you feel like Oklahoma is in the Big 12 pecking order now? Well, that's intriguing because I you can't get no worse than you did last season, right? Uh, I think you can. 
Oklahoma shouldn't. Ever. No, but I think we, all right, defensively, which they, that was what really hindered them last season, right? Like, and you're coming in, Brett Venables is the defensive mind, yet you allow, uh, you're 122nd in yards allowed and 99th in scoring defense. I don't think you're going to see that this def- this uh, season. Uh, bringing in the transfer from Indiana, Dason McCullough, was um, really a vital for this defensive success. I think when you watched him cut loose, uh, they plan on using him in what they call their cheetah position, which is very similar to what Jalen Petrie did at Baylor. I think you're going to cut him loose, kip a loose. Hybrid linebacker yeah. uh, safety role. As he played safety in high school. He was on the line, uh, the defensive line, like an edge rusher when he was at Indiana. Now you can put him and just use his versatility. So it's going to be interesting to watch him. Um, their secondary is going to be strong. I think they're young. But when you have guys like Peyton Bowen and Billy Bowman back there, they are going to be all Americans, not necessarily this year, but within the next couple of years, I think you're going to see those guys be like the next staple. So that being said, I think they're probably middle of, I think they're probably about a middle of the pack team towards the top, but I need to see more from the offensive line. And I'm have a little concern about their running back room because there's not much there. And I'm going to be interested to see if that's something they address in the portal as well. Okay. But that's what I see with Oklahoma. So where in the Big 12 do you think they're going to be? I think they're going to be like fifth or sixth. Fifth or sixth, that yeah. far down. Because, I mean, look, if you're looking right now, I, we've, we've, we've talked about this. I think Texas is going to be number one. Uh, and I, this is probably biting you in the ass, but I had Texas Tech in the championship. Yeah, and I think that's going to bite that's, you in the That's ass. definitely going to probably bite me in the ass. So I, I would probably say in the top four or five for Oklahoma. So... Why have you turned on Texas Tech to, to kind of turn the page here after hearing that you've got Oklahoma that far down? Because I, with Tech, I, I like the pieces they have. I like the culture that's being established there, and I think they're going to be really good. Now, you have Taj Brooks that you're running back, but he's going to have to – carried the load now that sir roderick is gone can he do that consistently you're gonna to have to get him some help uh what i did see from their spring game at the quarterback battle tyler shucks probably gonna be the guy i'm still not sold on him i prefer baron morton myself i think it, his ceiling is higher um i'm with you there their offensive line looked okay but there was plenty of times where the quarterbacks had multiple balls batted down and then when you're trying to replace a guy like a Tyree Wilson on defense, that's not something that's easy to do. And I don't know that they've necessarily found the right pieces to fill that void. I think they're going to be a lot better than they were last season. But with the glimpse that I saw, I'm a little apprehensive to say that they're going to be in the championship. And I'm going to, I've said it, so I'm going to leave it there. But we're going to have Joey McGuire on today on 365 Sports. So it's going to be interesting to see, pick his brain and get some inside knowledge from what's going on in Red Raider land. Yeah, I remember distinctly uh, sitting here having a conversation that you and I were like, it was it was me versus our, our coworker Grayson, really. Oh, yeah. and, and you were kind of on the sidelines on this. But we, we had been talking about, like, who are the best quarterbacks in the Big 12? Who are the top five quarterbacks in the Big 12? That's a great question. Because that was, I balked at thinking UCF would be a top five team in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. I've come around a bit on that, but... What led that discussion, what led my my charge in that was like, do they have a top five QB in John Rice Plumley or not? I think they do. I'd say he's number five. Yeah, but, but, I, but he's there. But we were kind of going through the QBs, and then it, then it somehow became this uh, anyone at Tech versus Chandler Morris. 
That's not a. I don't like that. That I think Chandler Morris is better than both of those dudes at Tech. Exactly. But but that was the that was the interesting conversation we got into. Uh, and Grayson, love Grayson to death. But it might just be because he was scarred from Chandler he, whooping he, whooping yeah. the Bears a couple of years ago. Up in he Fort still Worth. has nightmares about that. But he's like, he's not that good. It was one, one game. Man, it was no, not Chandler, one game, bro. Chandler is more convincing, and I, I saw it in the spring game. He's just he's he's under control. He knows where to go with the ball. He is a very convincing quarterback. I think he's probably going to be a top five quarterback in the Big Twelve this year. Okay, that that's a good. Where do you so speaking of that, who and, would you put? Who are your top five then? Like, because the reason uh, I'm asking this is because I want to get into where Baylor's at in their quarterback, and do they even have a top five quarterback right now? I would not put shape into the top. I wouldn't five. either at all. No, nah, you, you probably got to have, like, let's see, Will Howard, Jalen Daniels up there in the top five, uh, Quinn Ewers. Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, don't worry, I, I, I was definitely getting to Quinn Ewers. <laughs> uh, this is in no particular order right now. I'm trying to establish who my five are. John Rice Plumley, and then, oh, who am I forgetting? And you got Dylan Gabriel. Dylan, um, yeah, probably uh, Dylan Deckers Gabriel. Deckers is, yeah. No, not Deckers. Not Deckers. Um so, yeah, I think those are the top five. And then Ewers just hasn't stayed healthy and hasn't produced so much for me to yeah. go ahead and say he's surefire number one. He's got the talent to be. He damn sure has the talent. I mean, he has to be. Like, they, they, if if you don't contribute it, it's, at a high level this year. It's probably like Howard, Ewers, Daniels, Gabriel, Plumley. That's probably my top five in order. Remember Chandler Morris falling up? Like right outside, Shoot. like number six? Yeah. Wow, I talk a big game that I forget the person <laughs> we're talking about. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. He's probably in a competition there for four and five. That's fair. I See, like, I, I think you could G- make an argument Gabriel with... Gabriel is not someone that I, like, ridiculously trust. I don't either. At all. And so, I he's probably there fighting with, with Gabriel and Plumlee for four and five. That's fair. I think that's probably about right, where everybody and should I fall in line. And Morton and Chuck down with Shapin wherever the hell shape it's going to end up, but it sure is not sniffing the top five. No, let's talk about that a little bit. You were there. You were out at McLean Stadium on Saturday. What? And then I rewatched it. The and then day. you rewatched it. So now that you've had eyes on it a couple of times, uh, what your biggest takeaways, maybe some of your concerns? And I know it's hard to really put much into this, but where are you at with the Bears? I'm preparing myself for a disappointing year. I think like you yeah. in the spring, you want hope. You, you want to feel like there's reason to hope. And the only reason I can come up with to hope is that we don't ha- like it's new faces. It's not, they played better. It's not, right. they went out there and they showed very much better. It no, it's just, it's just different people. It's different people. Like that's not something to get excited about. No, the offensive line will come along. I trust Eric Mateos. They didn't look very convincing. They definitely looked like they took a step back from last year's very veteran uh, room. Uh, receivers, man. Yeah, Monterey, that's about it. I like Keytron. I do too, I but like he like, didn't I think, see. I think he's a positive addition to the room. My biggest problem here is. Who can get him the ball? Who can get him the Thank you. I didn't, I didn't want to have to say it. I'll it's say it. Like, Shapin looks like either he worked on everything, like he 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 went for so much breadth of of what he wanted to work on through the offseason 
that he didn't noticeably improve anything or he didn't actually improve in anything, period, no matter what he focused on. He just looks like the same guy. And I don't know if that comes down completely on him, on the quarterback's coach, Sean Bell. It just, you want to feel like, you want to feel like you've seen a step forward being taken. Yeah. Especially at the signal caller position, especially a quarterback. And it's, it's just, maybe Sawyer can, maybe Sawyer will, but from everything we've heard, Shapin outperformed Sawyer and then had a bad day on the spring game. And Sawyer had not, like, he'd had flashy days, and the spring game was one of those. There's just nothing convincing there. Defensively, you need more bodies at uh, at D-line. The linebackers, the linebackers, honestly, probably the most disheartening showing. You've You've got experience and talent there. Not necessarily in the same, same right, yeah. individual, no, but you've got, no, you got experience all. and plenty of talent there. And they just seemed like, I don't know if it's because they were they were trying to read off of a, a thin and probably not up to snuff defensive line in front of them or what. The linebackers looked unconvincing to me. Surprisingly, the defensive backs looked more convincing to me. That's something positive. That's probably Matthew Pallage coming in, changing things up. Mm. But the defense... Plenty of question marks. The offense, plenty of question marks. I would be very happy if Baylor went bowling at this rate. Even though they've got an easy schedule. Baylor's got an easy schedule. You're like, they should win eight games when you look at the schedule. And then you watch them play, and it's just like... I don't know if they're winning eight games. Yeah. I, I was really like disheartened. Like, well, it's funny because you talked about the offensive line. You you thought that they didn't look as good. I, on the other hand, looked at the offensive line and was more impressed with what I like. I thought they had, given the limited resources, the limited time, I thought their cohesion looked ahead of the curve to me. I, I liked what I saw from Clark Barrington at center. I know a lot of people didn't. And they want to go back to the Jacob Gall. And, and, and rightfully so, Jacob Gall was a hell of a center. Well, there's no going back. No, I know he's, that. He's, he's I know done, he's, he's gone. Done, and I think Clark's going to be going to be good. I had hoped he would be further along in that process. Well, that's I, all I'm saying. Well, kind of li- – that, that's intriguing because when he was in here and he did the interview with Paul, he talked about how, like, he kind of in – a, in, a, in a nice way of putting it, he said he kind of flatlined at BYU – and that's why he wanted to transfer. So, I mean, maybe he's trying to find that spark again. Clark or Campbell? Flat Clark. Handed. Clark. The older one. The older one. Okay, just want to make sure. Yeah. There, there, are, there are two no, brothers. There's, yeah, Clark. Just in case you guys didn't know, there are two brothers. It can be a little tough to keep them apart. Yeah, so, I, I mean, that kind of makes sense to see. Maybe he's trying to, like, find that spark again. And it, But I honestly, I thought they held up better than expected. The running backs, I think, are extremely deep. I really liked what you got to see from Bryson Washington. Yes. There, there is there is stuff to like, and I think you might not have had as high of expectations of the offensive line as I did. No, I, no, no, no at might, all. We might be playing that game, but I'm not saying they were great by any means at all. I just said I I feel like I, with the turnover and everything, I was expecting them to be ass, and they looked pretty good. I was not expecting them to be ass at all. I think I think that's the core right. of this is like why why would they have been ass just because of the, the roster coach, turnover? They're one of the best coaches in the country, and they've cool. got a lot. Of but I mean, you have a lot of turnover. I mean, it's gonna it's cohesion and building. Great, it. cool. It's turnover. Do you? I don't I don't know if you caught Mateos's presser earlier this year, but he said starts mean shit. 
Like he, he, without saying shit, he said starts mean shit. We'll see. So it goes both ways. When you have a lot of starts, they mean shit. You got to go out there. You got to have the athletes to, to handle the, to the, to handle the athletes across from them. And when you don't have the starts, you still have to have the athletes who can go out there and be cohesive. Very true. Very so true. It, it's truly just about what kind of guys you have in that room and how cohesively can they play. Starts together. Starts together. I, he, Mateos didn't talk about this, but I think starts together means something. Oh, absolutely. Which is hopefully what they've been working on this spring, that cohesion. But I felt like they had the athletes in the room. I felt like they had guys who know Mateos and know the wide zone a mm -hmm. decent bit. So I was expecting them to be further along. I was expecting them to be nowhere near ass. And honestly, they weren't even really near ass. There are a couple individuals on that in that group that I was like, man, I, it looks like you haven't yeah. taken the step we wanted you to take. Right. But as always, there are bright sides. Uh, safeties, cornerbacks, they didn't look too bad. No. Not exactly going up against the best receiving room, but, you know, they didn't look too bad. And the running backs, man. If there's one part of this Baylor team that is just flat-out good, like, I I don't I don't know, like, if the top end of the nation, if all those teams would take this running back room in a heartbeat, but I think any average Power 5 team would take this running back room in a heartbeat. I, that's good. That's a... That's a uh... That would make for an intriguing statement. I want to look into that yeah, we, and compare like some gotta, of the running back rooms. Gotta move along. No, I know, but I, I would. I like the tight ends too. I think the running backs and the tight ends are the most uh, compatible groups on this team and the people that you know you're going to be able to rely on Saturday in, Saturday out. I, I think that's going without saying. But yeah, we're going to move on here and we're going to do something, switch it up, have a little fun. 247 Sports put out a graphic where you build your team. You got $15 to do it. And we're and gonna get Garrett into, took all the good. I took all the man. good ones, so we're gonna get into that next here on the College Chaos Podcast. Welcome back into the College Chaos Podcast. I'm Garrett Ross, alongside my man Jack McKenzie, and we're gonna have a little fun with this as we build our team with fifteen dollars. Jack, you ready to do this? Oh boy, am I ready to take the leftovers after you drafted your entire team before I look, me? I don't yes, think that I is, am. I don't think that's a fair statement. And How I actually, bro, happened? I did this like three different times. I, I, I built my roster like three times. Yeah. And then you sent it to me. You, I told you about it. You had plenty of time. You could have gone in and, and look, I think your roster will be just fine, Jack. Oh, I think so too. But I would, all right, let's give some context here. So two, four, seven sports has this out there and you got $15 to build your team. Uh, you got a quarterback, one running back, two receivers and a tight end. And you have picked from players from $5 to $1. Let's start with the quarterbacks. The options are at $5, Caleb Williams, $4, Drake May, $3, Jordan Travis, $2, Quinn Ewers, and $1, Dante Moore. So I went initially, and I've kind of thought about this. I, Quinn Ewers would be good, and I, almost, I had him in one of my initial ones. I changed it. I went with uh, Florida State quarterback Jordan Travis, $3 pick. I really like Jordan Travis. Best value on the board. The, uh, him and Quinn, I think you could make an argument of the best values on the board. And no, no, no. Jordan Travis is the best value on the board. He might be, but he's got a little 
He doesn't have as many Call toys to play, play with. Full season. I will. Th- that's oh, that's a fun one too. <laughs> it's been since a sophomore year in high school since he's played ten like years. I said, call me back when he's so, played a full season. And that's that's a very good point. So no, I like Jordan Travis. I think Jordan Travis at the end of the year is probably a guy who will be thrown into the Heisman mix. I just need him to have a terrible game to open the season and gets curb stomped by LSU, and then after that, I want to oh, see him just man. go and ball out. There it go comes. and ball out. Who's your quarterback, man? Uh, so with with Jordan Travis off the board, I definitely thought he was the best value. I was. I was thinking, okay, I don't trust yours. Clearly, after what I just said, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't trust yours. Fair enough. I also don't trust the high schooler who hasn't played college football yet. And I don't think Caleb Williams is worth spending that extra dollar on. So I'm going with Drake May. He threw for 4,300 yards, 66% completion, 38 touchdowns to seven interceptions last year. I know the ACC is nothing special, but he lit it up. He's a dog, man, and it's going to be interesting to see how he follows up this year. Uh, his offensive coordinator has now made his way to Wisconsin, um, but at the same time, the ACC is not like the SEC or the Big Ten. Like you can, you got you got some wiggle room to work with there. You're really plenty of wiggle room. Uh, and do oh yeah, because I mean plenty of wiggle you got plenty of wiggle, uh, wiggle room there. I like Drake May. I think that's a great pick, dude. Uh, but at the same time, he ain't going to outduel my man Jordan Travis. He is. No, he he's not. No, he's not. Who you he's got? Gonna, he's going to lose the game to Florida State <laughs> oh, because yeah. Florida State has the better team, not because he's the worst quarterback. No, he. Yeah, that's fair. He'll put up some numbers, but he will take that ill. Time to move on to running back. Who you got? Okay, so I picked the one dollar option here, Cedric Baxter Jr. But let, let's fill out all the other options. For two dollars, we had Wisconsin's Braylon Allen. Three dollars, Arkansas's Raheem Sanders. $4 Ole Miss's Quinshawn Judkins, and $5 the man, the Buckeye Stomper, Blake Corum. Ooh, the Buckeye Stomper. I like that. I like that a On lot. spot, dude, just came up with it, you know? Just, I know. It comes to me. But, yeah, Cedric Baxter Jr., I mean, he's a freshman. He's a five-star recruit out of Orlando, Florida. Number one running back recruit in the nation. It's got like a, what, four, five, forty. Dude's a, dude, he's dude, a dude, beast, dude, man. Dude's a beast, and he's going into a really stacked Stack team full of talent. If the offensive line takes that extra step up this year, it's going to be who, who's stopping that offense? Uh, nobody. It's, it's just a matter of does he earn the snaps over the other talented running backs in that room? Well, I think like watching that game, watching their spring game and seeing how they're going to handle it, that, I think you're going to see him get plenty of snaps. They're going to do a running back by committee. Jaden Blue will be your, your featured guy, but I think you're going to see plenty of Cedric Baxter as the season progresses. I went with Braylon Allen. Uh, I, I took my $2 and went to Wisconsin. I think Braylon Allen is a really good running back. I think when you look at the offensive scheme that they're trying to put together, and while a lot of people are probably hitting the panic button after that spring game where it was just a damn disaster, uh, you got to think about it, the timing of it. And once the season gets rolling, I think a lot of people, if you're not familiar with that offense, are going to think that the running back is not going to get as many reps when – He's going to get a lot of rest because they use the running back to set up those those passes. So I like Braylon Allen. I think he was a steal for two bucks, and that's where I went. Yeah, it does give you a little pause when Wisconsin, of all places, is changing schemes. Yeah. Like, you, you used to be able to count on Wisconsin running backs. Now you, now you, you don't know. Yeah. I would still feel pretty confident. He's a talented dude. He's going to get his carries. It's the Big Ten. Like, you're not going to not run the ball. Yeah. Um, but I love how we both went for – the low end of the running back. Well, running back you don't is just need a, a position, exactly. even in college football. Like, you see it, especially in the pros, but even in college football, it's just like, I need to spend my money elsewhere. Yeah. It. Oh, I'm sorry, it just hit me. It's sad because... 
coaches might be saying that now. Coaches with NI. Oh, I'm sorry. That that was a realization. Just broke your heart. Oh. The game to change. Let, okay, let, we'll, we'll move on to, to where else I'm spending my money. Um, wide receiver number one. There are two wide receiver slots on these teams. Mm-hmm. So the, this first set of five, at $5, we have Marvin Harrison Jr. I think that goes, I don't need to yeah, that's that at all. without saying. Uh, $4, we got Washington's Roma Dunze. Uh, I'm sorry if I butchered these names, by the way. $3, Florida State's Johnny Wilson. $2, Arizona's Jacob Cohen. And one dollar USC's Zachariah Branch. I went. You did pick first. I went Johnny Wilson, Florida State. Another three dollar guy. These Florida State guys. Uh, Dude, Johnny Wilson is a freak of nature. Uh, He makes some of the most ridiculous catches in traffic. He's a big body Um, in the red zone. He is damn near uncoverable. Giving their schedule and everything, I think he's going to – him and Jordan Travis have an opportunity to be one of the best duos in the nation. Um, like I said, I just need them to, to slack up that that first game and then get it rolling, but I'm taking Johnny Wilson, man. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a solid pick. Uh, I question going for, like, value on wide receiver one. You have spent 80 of your dollars. You're in a good place. You've got I, seven left I to can go validate. I can spots. validate my decision. We'll, we'll validate it for you once we get to, to that last position. Um, but this is where I went big. This is where I spent my most money in one pick. Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't blame you. Like, can you blame me? That like, dude, like, that he's is... Got, he's got NFL scouts salivating at the... at. At pro day, where he's helping out CJ Stroud by running routes, and people are like, "This is like, like can go- we just get you instead?" <laughs> no, no, seriously, I think someone was actually quoted as saying, "It's like being at, I don't know if it was Ferrari or what car brand, but it's like it's like being at their showroom and getting to watch next year's model." Yeah. Oh. But yeah. having to try, like having to be there to buy off of this year's model. <laughs> just like, damn, so, do I really want to do this? No, Can I just I'm gonna wait? wait. I want that. <laughs> I, want, I want the 2024, <laughs> not the 2023. <sighs> but yeah, I mean, he he put up 1,200 yards on 16 and a half yards per reception, 77 receptions, and a high flying offense, 14 touchdowns. I mean, like, clearly the best wide receiver in the nation, right? Oh, hands down, not even close. I mean, like, I love me some Chuck Sizzle, but I can't really be that mad when he wins <laughs> awards over produced Chuck Sizzle because, like. He's ridiculously good. He really is. Their, their whole room, like what they've been able to do. Like I want to see a book on the wide receivers that they've been able to churn out like the past five years. It's been stupid, dude. Speaking of Ohio State wide receivers, onto wide receiver two, $5, Ohio State's Emeka uh, Egbuka. Sorry. I, geez, that was. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. So Ohio State has both of the $5 wide receiver options, not to mention We'll get to it here in a sec. They also have a $1 wide receiver option, a freshman coming in. Uh, so $5, Emeka Egbuka. $4, Arizona's Dorian Singer. $3, Texas's Xavier Worthy. $2, LSU's Malik Neighbors. I know Garrett was going to pick that before mm-hmm. I saw anything else. Mm-hmm. And then $1, Ohio State's freshman, Carnell Tate. Yeah, I went with Neighbors. Um, he's inconsistent at times. That's, um, a, that's the two dollar pick, and he had spent eight dollars. I, so I, I stand by 10, this. He spent ten out of his fifteen. He's got five dollars to spend I, on his tight end. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like neighbors. Um, I, watching what I did of their spring game, he's definitely receiver number one. 
Uh, him and Jaden Daniels are remarkable. They have great chemistry. It's just a matter of can you can you stay out of trouble when you're not <laughs> on the field? And can you be regularly available when your time is called? And I hope that's the case. Uh, my two dollars. Don't yeah. go having gangbangs with staffers. Let, let's not be rolling to Mardi Gras strapped up. Like I, I just I need you to keep it calm, cool, and collective, and catch some passes. So your wide for my two dollars, Johnny Wilson and Malik Neighbors. Those are my wide receivers, and you can poo poo on them, and that's fine. But I stand by it. So you I'm got? over here spending big on my wide receivers. You rightfully should. Just like Paxton wants me to, I did take Xavier Worthy with $3. So I have now spent $13. I've got $2 left for my tight end. But, dude, the one-two punch of Marvin Harrison Jr. and Xavier Worthy. Xavier Worthy, go take the top off. Let the best route runner in the nation handle the underneath stuff. Maybe switch it up every now and then. Because let's be real. They're both damn good. Oh, dude, yeah. No, your your receiving core, your receiving core obliterates mine. It's not even close. Drake May with those two, dude. I am, I am living here. I don't you, care too much about the tight end. Cedric Baxter will get whatever you can get <laughs> off of that. Like, dude, I think I it's feel funny. Really good about my team here. I, I think it's funny how Arizona has two guys in this, and you never even think of Arizona football. I hadn't heard of these guys. I've I'm, heard I'm of Downing. I've heard of uh, County, uh, but I haven't heard of this singer. But that's maybe that's on me, and not just I like Arizona I'm sure basketball. As heck, but who who's throwing the ball? <laughs> exactly, who, who's pass protecting for the guy throwing Bro, the ball? Like? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, wider. I mean, tight end, final position. Yeah, yeah. You you lead this one off because you took the five dollars. <sighs> I went five dollars. I dropped Abraham Lincoln off and picked up Brock Bowers. Um, arguably the. I mean, there's no arguing. He is us two steps ahead of everybody in the nation. Uh, for four dollars, you had Brevion Span Ford from Minnesota, Jatavian Sanders for three dollars from Texas, uh, Jaheim Bell from Florida State at two dollars, and then wide uh, tight end you had one dollar was Deuce Robinson coming in a freshman at USC. Man, I I thought about this, and I'm banking literally all my money on Brock Bowers being able <laughs> an absolute to matchup nightmare. You know, an absolute nightmare and make up for the deficiencies left behind by my man Malik Neighbors and Johnny Wilson. <laughs> I'm relying on yeah, Brock you, Bowers. You skimped to on your wide receiver. Bell me out with throws from Jordan Travis. Tight That's where end, I'm going. Like man, I, I can see how tight end is more valuable than running back. But there is no way in heck it's more valuable than than quarterback or wide receiver. You you spent a total of what was it eight dollars on your quarterback and your two wide receivers. I did, bro. I spent. <laughs> I did. I spent. <laughs> I spent twelve dollars on my quarterback and wide receivers. Well, that's probably the smartest thing to do, Jack. Because. Sadly, yes, Paxton, I probably would have taken Jatavion Sanders if I had $3 left to spend. I don't. I only have $2 left to spend. So I've got to go with Jaheim Bell, Florida State. He transferred in from South Carolina, and he was kind of a Swiss Army knife for South Carolina. So I, I've, got the, I've got the option to have some two back sets because he, he ran the ball decently at South Carolina. That's what I th threw me off. Like, I, I watched some of South Carolina. I didn't watch near as – I caught him more so down the stretch, and – 
I, I guess they just didn't have a running back. Like I don't, and you're relying on Spencer Rattler's legs. I, like I, I don't know, dude. But they, like they opened it up and they had a lot of success there uh, at the end. But I don't know how the running back injury situation was. Either way, it's really interesting that he has that skill set. And I figure he transferred to Florida State for more team success and to be able to show off more of a pro-ready, t- like true tight end kind of role. Then again, maybe he gets to play H back there and he's more of a kittle, more of you know. But that's kind of like where you're at guys. right now in the NFL too. I mean, that that's probably good for him knowing that you have that versatility in the run game, and then you can go and because I mean, let's be real. I mean, catching a ball from Spencer Rattler or Jordan Travis is two totally different things. <laughs> so yeah. we'll see. Either way, I'm I'm feeling. I think I think honestly, even though I got the second pick at everything, I I feel like my team's gonna my team's gonna outproduce yours. Like if this is fantasy. I, I don't know. Are we supposed to feel like this is fantasy? Like, like that's how I'm approaching this. Like, I I feel like you got to look at this more so as fantasy than realistic because because like if my guys are playing together, I'm taking my guys every freaking day. But if my guys are playing on their own separate teams, eh, I don't know. I guess I'm just banking on who's your make believe offensive line to fill. <laughs> you just get obliterated, yeah. but yeah. we shall see. So just just to wrap it up, I got Drake May quarterback, Cedric Baxter Jr. at running back, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Xavier Worthy at wide receivers, and Jaheim Bell at tight end. And I got Jordan Travis quarterback. I got Braylon Allen as my running back, Johnny Wilson, Malik Neighbors running backs, uh, quarter uh, wide receivers, and Brock Bowers as my tight end that took all my damn money. Now, just how many of these guys have spent any time in the portal? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, well, I know, it, Bell, I know at least two of the QBs have. Yeah. Mm, Point is, thing. we got to start getting used to that. We got to start getting used. I to think I am used to it. It sucks, but I'm used, kind of used to it at this point. Okay, then. Captain, no, I'm not. Captain used to it. I'm not really. Lead us into the next segment where we are going to talk about the transfer portal, about all the craziness that's going on, about the big names in there, about how it's pretty much just all Colorado players at this point. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're going to tackle all that when we get back here on the College Chaos Podcast. Welcome back into the College Chaos Podcast. I'm Garrett Ross, alongside my man, Jack McKenzie, and we're going to put a bow on it with a little transfer portal talk. And all of the joy that comes with that. Um, like, so in that last segment, I said I'm used to it. And I am for the most part. Like, I think at this point. I don't we, know you, how you're used to this crazy. Well, you got to. I'm not maybe used to it's not the right phrase. I, I'm trying to slowly adapt in the ever-changing world that is the current state of college athletics. And you have some guys who hit the portal for the right reasons. Uh, you have other guys who have consistently just bounced around their entire careers and continue doing that in college when you kind of look at Barry Alexander and the supposed other people looking at him than USC crap, which we know that wasn't. USC just threw him a bag and he went out there. But last night I'm on Twitter and one hit me, a transfer portal came, a news came up and this one kind of shook me a little bit. Alton McCaskill, quarter, uh, running back from Houston, Entered his name in the transfer portal last night. And this is a guy who 
I like a lot. I think I was really looking forward to watching him in the Big 12. Uh, he missed last season after tearing his ACL. Uh, but in 2021, he was Rookie of the Year. He had 16 touchdowns. He led. Uh, he was the leading rusher for freshmen in the nation. Uh, he's 6'1", 210 pounds. And he was going to be the featured back. He had a really solid camp. Uh, Dana Hogerson and everybody were really excited to kind of come into the, the Big 12 and use him as their their – they're really the face of their program. And he announces that he's going to enter the portal. And the quote from Dana Holgerson from uh, Joseph Duarte uh, has it out there. And it's kind of when, when I read this, this is what really kind of shook me because this doesn't seem like your normal portal. Uh, he said he had a good spring. He was about to be our feature back. The exit meeting went good. Then boom, the weekend hits. He comes back in, sits down and I go, what's up? He's emotional and says he's going to enter the transfer portal. I'm a little surprised by that. Now, all of the smoke surrounding this kind of go out west to Colorado. And the mass exodus out there. And what has become pretty much tampering. And that's where I am not cool with this. And I don't know. You're never going to be able to fix it. It's always going to be there. It always has been there. It's just more out in the open now. But this screams not traditional transfer portal, and I do not like that yeah. at all. I mean, the way you put it, the way you tell that story, the images that come to my to my mind are really like I can see a kid sitting in a coach's office being like, man, I want to be here. I don't want to be bad to you, but I've been given an offer that can change my life. Exactly. Exactly. Like literally too much money to turn down, especially if you're not from like a well-off background, like not trying to make that about that at all. It's just like, no, it is like, what like, it is. Everybody's it is circumstances are different. And, and like, if you get, you know, a million, $2 million flash in your face. And it's, it's about being at a school for one or two years. Not, not even like, Oh, it's a, it's like 3 million, but you have to earn it over your full four years. Of college, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, it's it's a million for this year. Like, how do you how do you turn that down, dude? I I would go in a heartbeat. It would like, suck, but if you're offering me a million dollars, and especially if I'm a kid, like a kid, hell yeah. yeah, I'm taking that. And it's crazy to me because like you you can have a kid who's like he's at his dream school. He's like he's at his hometown school. He wants to help them succeed. He's gonna be the featured back. Everyone knows it. The coaches, the coach he's playing for currently is in on him. Like he mm -hmm. he is one of his guys. Again, I don't know if this all fits the McCaskill situation, but then you get a million dollars flashed in front of your face from someone somewhere else that is like a big name, could really help your brand, can really mm -hmm. help you get your name out there while paying you yeah. incredible money. And it's just like, I have to give up this dream because there's something that I just can't turn down. Like there's stability, there, yeah. there, there's, there's certainty in a way. Yeah, and I, you, you're also going to have your people who try to counter argue that. Well, like, well, he should put in the work and then get it. Well, well, great. I mean, he could. He's coming off an ACL injury. Nothing health two seconds from now isn't promised. Yeah. Why would you not take advantage of a situation when you don't know if the NFL is ever really a realistic pipe dream to set you up financially for the rest of your life? Also, like, let me make sure I clarify. I, I throw throw around like a million dollars. No, I know, but that's that, not that, that, out that there. Is, that's, that's just random, speculation. Yeah, that's complete randomness. For it's me. just just wanted to make sure. Yes, 
but no, I like get that. that. It, it's it's crazy, and it's it's honestly kind of sad from the outside. Well, it sucks because like we were just talking about Houston a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about like their window Houston. coming. Houston <laughs> coming into the the Big Twelve, and I think we had talked with like two or three years max. I think you were more so on the two end. I was two on for three. Dana. Yeah, for Dana. Um, this really sucks because while Dana is not for everybody, I can see why a lot of guys wouldn't want to go play for him. He's kind of brash. He comes across as an asshole at times, <laughs> but I think he knows like he knows what he's doing. Um, and I just feel like this is a situation where you're putting somebody who's already got their back against the wall per se, even though when you ask him about that, he doesn't want to, it makes him mad. Um, but I don't, not necessarily saying that this should give him more wiggle room, but it's just a messed up situation when you already know you're in a tight position and then this happens. It's like, what do you do? Don't even get me started on messed up situations. Don't even get me started. I'm, I'm all ears. Because I, I was able to pull up some of the numbers from Colorado where we, we yeah. both think that, that they the are the front runner. Colorado is apparently the front runner out there trying to get him. Uh, and if you look, I don't know the exact numbers, but what they did after that spring game, they cut like 95% of their roster and hit, told the, them to hit the portal. So some of these articles might not be completely up to date because that's how fast the situation is Exactly, changing. it's ever changing. But according to an article published one hour ago, over the last four days, 23 players have entered the transfer portal from... Um, from Colorado. Max Olson tweeting uh, earlier today, after four more transfers this morning, this much is clear. Deion Sanders has room to bring in 70 newcomers for year one at Colorado. That is dumb. 7-0. That's not how this works. 85 scholarship players, I believe, is the limit in Division One. Correct me if I'm wrong. See, yeah, I don't like that at all. Um after 48 hours, 48 hours after their spring game, Colorado had had 18 players enter the transfer portal. Like, what do you even, like, you don't even know what you have. Like, how do you even build chemistry? Colorado has now seen 46 scholarship football players enter the transfer portal in 2022-2023, with 41 exiting since Sanders took over. No other Power 5 program has lost more than 29 this cycle. Yeah, I um, that's ridiculous. Um, if they like, I know he made that comment coming in. Like, he, I'm bringing my luggage. Sorry, it's one, Louis one Vuitton. More. If if you, if oh you yeah, go ahead. This is Colorado had 83 scholarship players at the start of 2022. Only 20 are still on the roster as of Monday night. That's ridiculous, dude. Like, thank I, you, Max Olson at the Athletic for yes, for those last Max two is, bits. Matt, Max is great. He Max comes is clutch. On with the, the late show. Uh, yeah, dude. I um. If McCaskill goes to Colorado, I still, you know, hats off to him. Uh, I wish him nothing but the best. Oh, yeah, yeah. At the same time, I do not like Deion Sanders. I've, I've I never have. Um, I've talked with him at high school games. I just do not like his person. I, I just do not like the vibe I get from that man. man. I truly wonder. I know other people have asked this. This isn't a new question to ask, but, like, what would Prime have thought of Coach Prime? What – if 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 Deion Sanders had had a college coach that acted the way he does, if if Deion played in this era, like that, I think he would be fine with it. I do, and that's the thing. Here's here here's what's intriguing about this, and and Deion in general. I feel like the current state of college football, 
the current state of how athletes go about their business, the social media, the me, 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 the just being out there constantly trying to absorb attention. I think he is perfect for that. I think him, his sons, they know how to navigate the social media aspect to help people. They're the, they're the perfect storm for getting this era of athlete to buy in. And I don't necessarily think that's a good thing, but I I think that he's got a weird, unique way of buy, getting people to buy into him to be a part of something that you're not going to get anywhere else. Does that make sense at all? Yes. End of the day, though, I don't think that experience... I don't think it's going to get wins either. Exactly. That That's my thing. Like, I, I also think that, like... At everyone's core, even those guys who are all me, 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 look mm-hmm. at me out there. I think they all want that loyalty from. So I want. I think they all want to have that ride or die kind of person. They. I think they want some of that in their coach. I think Prime wants some of that in his coaches, like when he when he was a player, and so. I don't think he'd be getting it from himself. I don't think he gives it to anyone who's not who's not his own flesh and blood. I mean, that's a yeah. He. Uh... I think Jordan Travis probably gets a little of it. I think he's kind of, kind of could be like a cousin to Shadur and them. Like he, they, they seem to be joined at the hips a little well, bit. You follow, you follow the man to Jackson State. I can see why, yeah. why you'd have it. But you follow the man to Colorado. Like if Colorado, that's what I'm saying. Up, the later you join up with him, the more it's gonna like. Where, where's the loyalty? Where, where's I, it's, I it's a slippery slope. I don't see. I don't see it coming together. I don't see. I, I think they, if they like have a bad crash out at any certain point, even if they're still growing, still seems like they're gonna have guys jump and chip like well, that too. What, and what, like, what if it, what if Colorado turns into a proving ground where they can go jump to the Ohio States, the Clemsons, the USC's? So like they're like the new group of five preparing for the other. Like they become the filter system to your Big Ten SECs. Like is that what you're get saying? Maybe. No, not quite. Not quite, just because it all feels like it's it's all a step yeah. up from that. But it, it's like, it, it's like it's it's a talent show. It's America's Got Talent. It's if it's the, a if circus. The judge, if the judges of the actual like Ohio State's, Alabama's, Georgia's, USC's of yeah. the world, the the places with more money and more pedigree and already a good team because people already showed up there as freshmen ready to win national championships. If they offer you and they can match the money. That's the thing. Like, that's the thing. You're gonna have you're gonna have a lot of people out there who are trying to like figure Grant out. Dion's fighting fighting with all these like smaller yeah. smaller fish. He's fighting with the minnows. Yeah. I don't feel like that's necessarily fair to all those programs. But you know what I'm saying? He's not fighting with the sharks. No, he's he wants not. to be a shark. I don't think he's ever gonna be able to fight with the sharks. No, I mean it, this is really what what happens right now going forward is gonna hinge if he ever even gets an opportunity to jump in the tank with them because that's the thing. He's trying to leverage this to get to a more pristine get up there with them sharks and i i don't see it happening i you know i don't i'm not going to knock any kid for going out there and trying to be a part of something that's uniquely different from every other program in the nation i just it's not for me yeah. that's where i'm at with it yeah i uh i think i'm on the same page but it's going to be interesting as hell to watch they will break tv like their numbers are going to be absurd god i hope colorado comes to the big 12 it can be nothing but good. 
for our media deal, for our program. Like it would, uh, it would, yeah, yeah. It'd be yeah. Intri- it would be intriguing, yeah. very intriguing. But that's going to do it for today. We appreciate you listening. Make sure to go like, subscribe uh, to all the channels we have. Uh, if you're a Baylor fan, go and check out Sikkim365.com. Uh, we have everything up to date for Baylor athletics, including all the new transfer uh, portal moves coming in and out of Baylor. Uh, 365 Sports in the afternoon, and we'll see you next time here from the College Chaos Podcast.